0: Does everybody know what time it is? It's three weeks after you were supposed to take Jill's picture to the photo lab, you dick! Oh no, it's grunt work, what are we gonna do? Get in trouble. i gotta bang bang the boogie to the boogie set up jump the boogie to the bang bang boogie let's rock you don't stop rock the rhythm that'll make your body grunt because this is grunt work (laughs) your one-stop shop about all things home improvement it's good i am landon a picture is worth a thousand words solano joined always by my co-host truman a thousand words is worth its weight in gold caps but then is is the weight of a thousand words worth one picture then by the transitive property? Or is that... Uh, we either have to ask Kid Rock or Filter. Um, and I don't really want to converse with either of them. So. Uh, oh, oh, Landon, <laughs> you do want to converse with Kid Rock. You you can't, after all of the Kid Rock fandom you've confessed to uh, he, on this microphone, you can't act like you don't want to talk to him. I never thought I would get as much feedback or... I wouldn't say it was quite blowback, but I got some shit for, for that admission. Were you getting it from other Michigan people being like, <laughs> you're creating negative impressions of what we're like, sir. Yeah, we're, we're a proud people from the upper Midwest, and, and you tarnish us by association with him. Oh, you know, I, I wonder uh, if the, and I, I believe they listen, um, the people that I attended the Kid Rock concerts with, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm curious how they feel about modern Kid Rock. Oh, like Kid Rock now versus Kid Rock or, in his heyday? Or if they if they have nostalgia for listening to Kid Rock now versus then. like I just, What was your relationship with Kid Rock? <laughs> Write in and let us know how you feel about Kid Rock. Tell me about your personal relationship with Kid Rock. You can be like a Jehovah's Witness of Kid and Rock. Kid Rock isn't too uh, out of the realm of Home Improvement in that he was married to Pamela Anderson for a while. So um, okay. I, we're we're keeping it... Home improvement related, and, and he's uh, and he's sort of a, a sort of a character in Starstruck as well. Oh, he, so is he really? Well, I mean that's Jimmy Deed. You know no, that that's that, well. I mean who knows what Jimmy Deed is? Jimmy Deed. Oh, but of, course, of course. I don't think Starstruck was written before the the whole oh uh, Kid Rock affair. In, yeah, oh. and this is uh, Tommy Lee. Oh, Tommy Lee. I'm sorry. You're right. That was Tommy Lee. I get all my trashy rock stars mixed up. <laughs> And also it's easy. just like last week, it is still a little warm in Landon's apartment, yes. which is just my go-to excuse every time I say something <laughs> dumb. Every time I have gotten the name of the actors who play the boys on the show wrong, yeah. it's been spontaneously super hot in the apartment. That's why it happened. Just a, a, a like a ghost walking by you instead of a cold spot. It's just a, a blazing hot solar yes. flare going by you. Yes, an inverse ghost. It was uh, what it is What is the opposite of a ghost? The opposite of a ghost? I think it's it's us. I think <laughs> Living... It's us. It's been us the whole time. It's people. <laughs> the opposite of ghosts is people. Oh, we have fun, oh, do it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Landon. How are you? What's going on in your life? Oh, you know, uh, same old, same old. Not a whole lot to report. Uh, I find that whenever we ask each other what's going on, yeah. it's like, we clearly know that there's stuff going on, but it's like, how much of this is relevant to the listeners? Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, we are, I wouldn't say public figures at this point but uh, speak for yourself buddy <laughs> i know you're gonna be running for office soon yeah hey you uh, know, someone someone built the name of our show in Fortnite. we're public figures <laughs> admittedly Fair. it's a grunt verk but i still i like that better <laughs> um but you know i do struggle sometimes with how much of my personal life do i want to divulge uh here on the air and you know it, it ekes itself out i think you can uh you can create an image of my life from the mosaic of stories we tell here. <laughs> uh, how are you doing before we get into the preamble here? You, you know, I'm doing well much in the same way. It's like I could go into the minutia of day-to-day work stuff. I no. feel like if the, you know, whatever mosaic is painted of you, I think the mosaic that v- listeners have of me is a uh, dude Lebowski type who just kind of shambles around LA getting high. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've been doing that um and uh watching a fair amount of arrested development season 5 at the okay. moment yeah i binged that and i have forgotten literally everything from it you know here's what i've found landon and i know we have a lot to talk about tonight but yeah. here's what i've found you asked me once at a party years ago well, there was a group of people there and you asked what i thought was a very insightful question is you asked each of us what what f- what thing would you say you are a fanboy about like what is the thing you I thought you of most- this Moment the other day, actually. Oh, okay. It's so well, weird. I'm glad this meant so much to both of us, dude. This is great. Friendship. Well, my, was, I was, a mine great. was more of one of those, like, uh, mortified over what you answered. Not what you answered, but oh. what I answered to that question. I'm <laughs> like, oh, God, was I that pretentious to answer that way? I'm pretty sure you just said horror movies, which is I still... said international cinema. Oh, well, here's <laughs> the thing, Landon. Fuck me. But then I, I, re- I did correct it by saying Marvel. Oh, okay, And now I would supplant that with horror films. And I think also, like... I didn't remember anybody else's answers to that except my own. So that shows you, I think, in every interaction, no one is listening to it. Everyone's just thinking about their own brand. Of course. My my response at the time, or well, I was a bit stumped, but I think as a group we sort of came to, like, my the, my fanboyisms are probably the Fallout video game series in Mystery Science Theater. Yes. I have added one to it. I will say Arrested Development fanboy. I love really? the show so much. I've been, like, I mean, I've watched the the, the original three seasons through, like, multiple times. yes yeah, like, I love them. I, I genuinely think that season four, like the original cut, not the new ones they did, I think season four is a lot better than people give it credit for. Still mm-hmm. the weakest of, of the, of you know, compared to the other ones. Yeah. But st- still really solidly funny. And season five, frequently disappointing to me. Frequently, I'm watching, I'm like, that's dumb. Wait, why didn't you explain who this character is? Like, wh- wait, that's, where? Why, why didn't you get Portia de Rossi to just be on set? What's with the green screen? <laughs> like, there's so much about it that pisses me off. But at the same time, I still kind of just love it because there's still a lot of really clever bits. Mm -hmm. They're always swinging for the fences, and they are missing a lot more often now. But I just really appreciate them, even when their bits don't work, it's like, I appreciate that you tried that. That is clever, and not, not, you know, you tried doing it, so now other people don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I'm at, I guess. Yeah, my my big takeaway from the season five is just that the pacing and the energy wasn't there that, you know, made the show so magic uh, to begin with. Absolutely. But this isn't a Arrested Development podcast. Is it? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> not yet. I, yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's already sort of a backdoor Frasier and Cheers podcast, so why not add another acclaimed show to it? This is a Home Improvement this podcast. This is a Home Improvement podcast, and uh, before we get into talking about Home Improvement, the thing that we're here to do... Uh, we've got some Things and Stuffs. Oh, yes. some Things Our and, things and, and stuff. Stuffs corner. Ah, uh, yes. It's a big corner with so many things in it. <laughs> or they lands now. I forget. I, who uh, knows? I, I mean, yeah, I guess you have to scale up, go bigger yeah. and better. So it's land. Things and Stuff lands. Um, <laughs> the most generic theme park. <laughs> uh, yet they have the, the rights to all the Hanna-Barbera properties. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like how like Six Flags has the Looney Tunes there exactly, for yeah. some reason. Or how Knott's Berry Farm, I guess Peanuts, <laughs> really creepy Snoopy costume wandering around. Uh they don't have the license in it. That's just a guy that shows up every Oh, day. that's just that's just a pedophile, really, like he's found the perfect place. Yes, exactly. Um okay, so first item on our agenda. Uh, the podcast awards oh yes um, we are gonna be hitting you guys with this uh, for the next couple episodes here uh, until the nomination process is over but uh, yeah you can vote for us uh, for a podcast award it's a great way to show your support for our show the best uh, way in the, fact <laughs> uh, next to leaving us a, a ratings and review but yeah. that's uh, that's for our outro yeah yeah. Um, check back on us in six hours and we're at the end of this podcast <laughs> the the podcast awards uh, are, are really really fun but we need you guys uh, to to we, what can we do to galvanize you into voting? Uh, what what do we have to say to get you into democracy today? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it would be it's a, you know a huge thing for getting the word out about us if we yep. win one of these awards. And all you have to do it's super easy. You can vote for us in less than a minute. And I don't use the word literally very often. He's it's literally so frugal with it, misused. But yes. I literally can say that you can literally do this in under a literal minute. Yeah, you and, and you know what? Hey, look, race against your friends. Get get <laughs> I don't know, get 6,000 of your friends together and see which one of you can nominate our show or first, <laughs> yes, or fastest. Uh and let's tell them how to do that. You go to podcastawards.com. First step, uh, yes. You you sign up. There's a little authorization code you put it back on the site, super quick. And then uh you have drop-downs underneath each category. There's a lot of different categories. Um and uh, some friends of our show are nominated for awards. Go check them out as well. Vote for them as long as it's not in the TV and film category, which is where you need to vote for us. Yes. Or The People's Choice. Yes. Well, I can't tell you not to vote for people. You do what you want. But like. I can. Don't vote for other people <laughs> besides us. <laughs> Especially in The People's Choice category. The people chose. We are The People's Podcast. <laughs> uh, the People Shall Speak. I'm hoping. This is our plea to you, the people, to speak for us. Yeah, yeah, basically. Because we do enough talking, (laughs) don't we, my God? And uh, if you want to uh, take it one step further after you vote, you can also promote this on uh, social media, on Facebook or Twitter, by using the hashtag PCA18 and our uh, handle, which is at GruntWorkPod. Say you voted for us in the categories in which we're nominated for. And and that's it. Yes, and in your tweet about it, also, maybe mention like, yeah, and as soon as I voted for them, like a trap door opened and all these sexy babes or sexy dudes or sexy <laughs> if you're a woman or if you're a gay guy, sexy people of whatever gender I'm into came out and partied with me. Yeah. Or just brought me some cold beers if you're asexual, whatever, and you <laughs> like beer. I'm just – make it sound like voting for us makes great things happen in your life. You write your own story. Yeah. Yeah it's choose your own adventure so long as the adventure starts with you voting for us for the podcast awards uh so we would really appreciate that and um you know maybe we'll we'll think of some way to to pay it forward give you retweets or shout outs or something uh well it depends if we win i mean really let's not promise it i mean like you guys come on you guys put up and then we'll see if we feel like it we got busy lives here um we watched An episode of Home Improvement this week. Once again. That starred Tim Allen as Tim Taylor. There were all those ones where Chris Farley played Tim Taylor (laughs) that they then reshot with Mike Myers and then reshot with Tim Allen. Yeah. Did you know Chris Farley was actually an extra in the background of an episode of Roseanne? Are you fucking with me? Oh, that's really cool. I think it was uh, season seven, I want to say. He was a, a background extra Um in a thrift store. Oh. He was wearing a leather jacket. He takes a look at something, does one of his patent, you know, throws his hair back, and then walks out the door. And then face plants onto a <laughs> coffee table. Um, but we did watch an episode, and do you have a synopsis for us? Well, Landon, as a matter of fact, Jill is excited to attend the gala dinner celebrating her tireless work for the annual library fundraiser. But everything goes wrong at the last minute. When her neighbor Joe is unable to secure the beautiful dress he promised to get her on the cheap, Jill has to wear an unflattering dress instead. And when they arrive at the event, she finds that the big picture of her in the lobby is an ugly image from her driver's license, because Tim didn't take her picture to the photo lab until the very last minute. Humiliated, Jill is furious at Tim for showing such a blasé attitude about something that matters so much to her. Until Tim makes up for it by making a new, good-looking blown-up photo of her, along with a nice dinner. Meanwhile, Al shows his competitive side when he takes the boys mini-golfing. And that's a, that's a very, very minimal meanwhile. Yeah, oh yeah, this <laughs> this whole episode is very, very minimal. I don't even know if plot light is what I'd use to describe it. It's just kind of... Uh, it's there. It's like a communion wafer. <laughs> I say this not as someone who's ever been to church, it's but... It's gonna save your soul? Uh, it's, yeah, it's gonna, it's going to be technically nourishment in the least enjoyable way possible. Okay. I just... <laughs> I there's yeah it's it, negative calories basically or I mean it might be like one calorie but it's like you're not gonna have fun ingesting it it's not like <laughs> it's not like uh gonna get stuck in your throat on the way down or it's stuck to the roof of your mouth and oh, you're gonna be picking at it for a while that's what that's what communion wafers do they just get they get plastered on up there it's <laughs> not look it's no it's no koji takaria let's just say that <laughs> um yeah I I don't know what do you think of this episode aside from what you just said you know it's funny uh I saw well before we go into that Do you have an idea what the name of this episode is? I have a couple options. Okay. Uh, Episode names. Blow Up, a reference to a, like, mod-era movie about a guy who does a blown-up version of a picture. Uh, uh Michelangelo Antonioni. Yes. It's one of my favorite uh, Antonioni films. Antonioni films? Uh okay. Uh I saw it and wasn't crazy about it, but cool. I have more pedestrian tastes. <laughs> uh another name, The Portrait of Jill Taylor, like Ooh. The Portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah. it's all I like that one. References are better when you have to explain them. And uh <laughs> lastly, picture this. Uh, I I'm waiting. No, just that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. it's not like a, it's not a reference. It's just I wanted to have three. And Picture. That, left. I'm waiting for something to come out, some piece of content to come out that has a title that has a colon at the end, but nothing on the other side of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just waiting in anticipation. <laughs> yeah, uh, today is not that day. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. I was right. One of your answers is right. Picture this. Nope. The portrait of Jill Taylor. Nope. Blow up. <laughs> yes. Wow. Holy shit. Do you think they were making reference to the Antonioni? Uh, They had to have been. I don't know uh, what, I mean, maybe just the fact of enlarging a photo is enough. I don't know. That's amazing. I'm, I'm almost never right. This is really cool. (laughs) Wandon. I feel so good? I'm going to look at the the IMDb trivia now, which I already did, but, uh, the IMDb trivia for blow up. I have some questions to, to mention about or some things to mention about the IMDb trivia for this, uh, this episode, but we'll get to it in due time. Um, this episode was, so I looked ahead to see what episodes, because, you know, I, I need to schedule a few, you know, we're going to have guests in the future, blah, blah, blah. Spoiler alert. Uh, so I, I look ahead, you know, Truman yeah. doesn't, that's why he's the one that's always guessing the title, because I know what they are. Landon has more experience with the show than I do, <laughs> that's just the fact. And I saw that this was the episode that was coming up, and I got really, really excited. Yeah, you mentioned that we had some good ones. Yeah, and, because uh, I remember this, like, the, the image of... Jill walking in on the photo uh in my childhood was like oh god i mean it was like night and day or it was life and death i should say it yeah, like yeah. it was well, i felt those stakes opposite sides of a coin i mean whatever <laughs> and uh it just it didn't it whatever whatever held that in my brain for all these years uh i don't know what was happening in my life at that time to make it resonate yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny the way these things uh, kind of impact mm-hmm. uh yeah, you know, like, it had moments that were funny, and yeah. I think that the setup was funny, but I mean, at the end of the day, the moral of this episode, or the, the whole gist of this episode, is Tim's supposed to do a thing, he doesn't do it, shit's bad for Jill. <laughs> Tim apologizes in the most weak-sauce way possible, and gets away scot-free. Yeah. And and also, that Jill has to come to some... Jill accepts some pretty depressing revelations about her husband that Wilson is just like, "Yep, sure thing." Oh, dude, uh, we're gonna crack open that Wilson scene. Well, Uh, let's, let's, let's. I mean, do we want to get crack a lacking? I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's get the one thing actually before. Oh, I'm sorry to. Oh God, you're not gonna spring another present on me. No, 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 no. Don't worry, that may never happen again. (laughs) Okay, great. One other thing. Uh, I do need to address something. We. We let ourselves down oh, last shit. episode. Yeah, you're and right. We we almost yeah. So and we've been doing twice the season. Seasons. We've we fucked this up. But, but I blame it on these hot summer nights. But there's a good reason. Yes. So in the last episode, the grunt count, we forgot to give it to you. Yes. But why is that? Because the grunt count was zero. <gasps> what? Yes, that's right. In the Halloween episode, uh, for this season, not a single grunt. I'm starting to have suspicions, man. This is a lower grunt season yeah. than before. Um, but, I mean, I was watching carefully. Mm-hmm. He doesn't grunt. That's crazy. It, it seems so like— So this this is the second zero grunt episode we've had this series. I do believe. And, and, well, I don't know if I want to spoil stuff about the grunt count in this episode, but it's not high, and it's sort of a technicality. Okay. Yeah, we do I I know you and I addressed it on the couch. I don't know what the full count is, but we'll get to that in yeah. your time. Yes, yes, sure thing. Anyway, let's let's crack Okay. So, <laughs> we apologize We've let everyone down. Yes. We will try and do better in the future, but let's just tackle this episode let's already. Let's do the Y incision, crack open the chest, and dive right into the autopsy here. Okay, cool. Definitely not one that we've done before. <laughs> I should have saved that for the Halloween episode. That probably would have been better. Or, or- resurrected it. Ooh. <laughs> that should be for the Easter episode, dude. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so we start on tool time. Yes, we do. Uh, during the cold open. Yes. And uh, Tim and Al are demonstrating—well, uh, they've got a piece of drywall up there, and they're yep. demonstrating how to paint it various colors. Tim is uh, flipping the Benford sports ball in his hand. And and talking about how, hey, what if you want to paint your room the color of a football, but your wife wants to paint it something <laughs> like, what, like, what, lily or lilac or— uh, Daisy. Daisy, yeah, paint it something like daisy. You know, what, what color do you want? And all the guys go, go— football <laughs> and then football is not a color yeah a, by the way football's not a color b you want dark brown walls that are gonna soak up all the light in your room i would much I, I think i'd like that i mean not maybe not football brown but like a cocoa yeah. i i like it dark okay i'm okay. not i'm not a fan of light i guess i'm not a fan of light either but i don't know my uh, for a while the bedroom that i go back to in my parents house uh it was purple when they bought the house and it stayed purple for about eight years oh wow Purple really soaks up the light in a way that purple makes the room dim. Is a... That, that would be a very distressing color to me? Uh, That's... there's a color purple joke. Purple rain, purple rain. Let's there... keep moving forward. Yeah, man. we're doing great, man. Real, <laughs> real radio gravy. Um. So, but so they they talk about how you can. There's some new Binford product called the Paint Boy 2000 or something. Yeah, that you can use to get a sample of the color from something and then from anything, from anything, and turn it into paint. So basically, what this looks like is there's a a computer, like an old school computer monitor, sitting on the tool time counter. Yeah, um, with another device next to it that has a like almost like a microscope lens uh, that you put whatever you want underneath it and it scans it, just like in this, just like this little tube that. Takes a sample of the colors, and so the technology they're using in this comedy bit is I'm going to say 20, 25 years ahead of like. Can is there a technology <laughs> that can it's do both that now? <laughs> very ahead and very behind its time. I feel like this is this is a so lot. They're not even using an operating system. It looked like it was just DOS on the screen. It's a Unix system. I know this. <laughs> uh, it's like the it's it, this is basically the physical equivalent of the eyedropper tool in Photoshop that lets yeah. you take the the color from something and put it in something. Yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah um so anyway they they use that to get football color paint yep. but then tim says i want to do al colored paint <laughs> the color al yes the yep. color purple there you go that i i did it we I mean, had to get a little further along in the bit for it to be useful <laughs> but hey every ikea joke finds a home uh that's what i assume every time i do an ikea joke that the listeners are then like an hour later going oh i got one yeah so yeah that's what that's what we do here we give you jokes that uh, lasts the whole day. Yeah, eventually you will understand those wordless instructions. So anyway, he has Al stick his finger in the machine so we can get a sample of Al and yeah. make Al colored paint. And sure enough, the machine works its Star Trek magic and this, <laughs> and the can of paint is ready. Is Klaus Scotty. <laughs> uh, seems like. Yeah, well, I mean, he was certainly, I mean, there was some beaming being done yeah. once they start painting oh. this stuff. We haven't seen Jerry in a while. We haven't, actually. Maybe he finally got fired. Maybe he maybe he left after Mr. Binford died. Maybe. He went with Maureen. Maybe she she took him. I don't know. Weird. Anyway. Yeah, she moved on in her affections from Al. For new listeners, Jerry was this uh, dark, this bespectacled guy that stood off next to a monitor on the tool time set. It, it meant a lot to us back in season two. <laughs> It still means a lot to me. I mean This yeah. is hard to explain to R- people who haven't seen him. I know, I know. There's there's guys, there's a rich tapestry of characters from the earlier seasons. Uh so anyway, yeah, so he, he gets you know he gets Al's color profile. He's telling mm-hmm. Al, Oh, you're gonna be the next fuchsia, and Al's saying, I don't want to be a color Tim, and Tim says One of my, I love that delivery of oh, Richard Karn so much. His delivery in this episode this is a, an all-star Al episode. Oh my god, he saves this episode for me. Yes. But He says, I don't want to be a color. And Tim goes, Neither did red. And look how things turned out for him. Um, Then, in one of the most brilliant uses of green screen matting effects, like I would say, I don't know why no one has in any other form of content used this idea. Tim puts the the paintbrush in the paint can and then starts painting the drywall. Now, clearly, you know, the, the way that this is working is that the paint that he has in the paint can. Is the the very specific color of green that are used for green screens, mm-hmm. and as he's applying it, they've already superimposed the image, so it looks like he's revealing this image of Al as he's painting the drywall, and Al's you know a, a full blown image of Al starts to appear wearing the same clothes he's wearing at that <laughs> yeah. moment. It's it's a I will give you credit. This is a really clever bit. Yeah, I, I think it's this not is very funny, funny, but it's interesting. It, it they spend so long uh like because the, the technology i'm sure this was a super high tech bit mm-hmm. then so they spend so long on the g whiz kind of like like yeah. tim spends like six hours putting the paint on there <laughs> yeah so they they really lay lay into it and it's not really like the joke is just ah would you look at that yeah right but it's still pretty cleverly pulled off yeah yeah absolutely um and then we end the scene with a nails mom joke do you want to no, do the honors you do it because i don't write these things down for larger buildings, warehouses, and such, we suggest a roller and a couple gallons of Al's mom. <sighs> da-da, da-da, da-da. Uh, now, before we leave the scene... Okay. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake, Landon. I hate this part of the show. I think you're going to love this one, though. Okay, you think I am, huh? The the Binford calendar. It's the same photo, which is interesting that they haven't changed it. Now, I have a theory. Okay. Now, last week I po- proposed that they they put tape... Over the face of the model. Yeah. Uh, this week I was thinking maybe she's wearing a baseball cap that's pulled real, down real low and it's shadowing her face and you can't really see on the lo-fi TV screen that we're watching. Of course. But there was another shot where I'm like, no, that's definitely something obscuring her face. Here's my theory. It's Lisa. Oh, they they, they can't show her face anymore. Precisely. But, but she doesn't have appearance rights to, to the rest of her body. Maybe I don't know. Why won't they respect that woman's body <laughs> autonomy? Um... It's like when you see things on you know movies or TV where they've blacked out the Apple logo on a laptop or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just the Apple of you know. It, it, it's it's her... like what is the face but the Apple of the body? <laughs> That's literally makes no sense. There's that painting where it's the dude standing there with the apple right over his face. Exactly. <laughs> that might yeah. be what you're saying. They've just tried to turn Lisa into a generic hot girl on a calendar, yeah. just like how on every, like, WB show, everybody's computer is the classic uh, circle brand, (laughs) just like gray circle on the back of your laptop. Exactly, exactly. So I can't verify that, but I want to put that out there as, like, maybe that's why... This thing exists. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I I will I will go with it. I will back you on that because I'm right. not paying any attention to these things. I am going to get some answers on this calendar by the end of the season. You could be making up the fact that the calendars are even in this show at this point. <laughs> this could just be your little little flash fiction oh, land. Oh, God. Um, so we get a little paintbrush transition into the theme song. Yeah. Um, Tim grunts a couple times. How many... If you had to guess, because I don't have this answer, how many times do you think Tim grunts in the theme song? Uh... I mean I, I I'm try I'm trying to actually figure it out in my head, which is yeah. not the question you asked. If I had to guess, I would say uh ten grunts. Ten, wow. I'm gonna go lower, I'm gonna say five. Okay, we're gonna have to watch this next time. Yeah. Now we've got now we've got a gentleman's horse race on our hands. <laughs> yeah. Shit, ten is way too high. God damn it, Truman, you're so <laughs> fucking stupid. Um So Oh well and then also, I mean, in the opening credits, uh Brad. Um, Brad, Brad looks at the the camera, stares directly through the screen and into our souls and steals a secret. Um, luckily I had, after last week, I have protected my secrets successfully. I didn't, I, 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 (laughs) I was weak. I, you know, it it was like, you know, in Ghostbusters when they're trying not to think of anything, but then Dan Aykroyd fucks it up, I think in marshmallows. Yeah. You know, I looked at at Brad. I couldn't help it. And okay. Well, hopefully there aren't two British victims. Well, <laughs> in this one. N- no, this is still this is still actually tangentially related to cuisine in in England, but oh, no. a, in okay. a different way. Right. This is this is a relatively quick secret. Uh, when I was a child, um, of a an impressionable Markish age. Uh, there is a popular uh, child-friendly dish called fish and chips. <laughs> okay. Uh, popularized in England. Yeah. And um, so I would order this fairly regularly. You know, I like seafood and and such like that. The thing is, um, I somehow had it in my head for a big chunk of my childhood, longer than I would like to, that since. Chips weren't actually chips. Like, since French fries aren't chips, Uh I thought that 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 breaded and fried thing that I was eating was also not fish. Like, I thought it was chicken or some other white meat because... Like if there, you just thought it was a one big lie that that the big restaurant was lying to you. Yeah, well, yeah, or like every like just that it was just like oh, for some weird reason, this traditional thing. Like, how can you trust any piece of food that's put in front? How can this milkshake? How can I know that this milkshake is a milkshake? How 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 can I really know that this milkshake brings all the boys to the yard unless (laughs) I sit here and observe it? Uh, yeah, but I no, so I genuinely thought this. For uh, quite a long time. I will admit this isn't completely secret. My parents do know because I said to them at one point, like, so what meat is this anyway? Is it like chicken or something? And they both looked at me with the most withering disapproval and said, no, no, Truman, it's fish. That's, they'd call it chicken and chips otherwise. And I was like, but why do they call it chips when it's clearly not chips? Um, you know what? We changed the name from soccer – or from football to soccer. Why can't we just say fish and fries? I, I don't know, man. And you know what else? When I was in England doing study abroad, I diligently referred to them as chips. Even though I think it's wrong to call fries <laughs> chips, they're clearly fries. You know what? Uh, I'm I'm sorry, England. If you wanted us to call them, call them chips, maybe you could have, like, not lost the Revolutionary War or some shit. But <laughs> anyway – that's that's my secret to, to balance own. the scales a little bit i yeah. do think that they they have <laughs> there you go uh i do think that they have some terms that i would like to adapt in america but you know i can't do so as a, a lone american oh well hey man you can start any look if we learned anything from the revolutionary war <laughs> it's that big things start small so there you go. yeah i like uh lifts instead of elevators. Mm. But you get that you get that mixed up with the with the Uber competitor that is like less toxically masculine. Uh, I like um, torches instead of flashlights. Yeah, that's okay. That's I uh, maybe I like boots instead of trunks. But then you get get that confused with footwear. <laughs> but I already get trunks confused with my swimsuits. Okay, okay, fair. And <laughs> elephants in general. Uh, those are the only three that I can think of that I I actually enjoy off the top of my head. So that's your secret. That's my secret. Apologies You're to it england that is my secret i'm sticking to it it's no longer that secretive there it is it's out in the world um <clears throat> from fish and chips we go to the garage yes where tim is working on uh on the roadster and he's got uh, he's got a little friend there helping him yeah we have a reappearance of joe martin the, the beef meat guy. man the meat man yeah and and <laughs> the and, beef and, guy that's <laughs> what i called him uh the beef i think i called on that last episode too i think i think Beef guy is Meat Man's sidekick. <laughs> beef guy and Meat Man. <laughs> yeah, well, di- di- different. Meat Man yeah. and Beef Guy. I mean, you know, it's it's not Robin and Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're so once again, Tim is working on his hot rod, yep. and Joe <laughs> is in the garage just kind of rubbernecking and yep. watching him um and tim is like in the process of getting the hot rod painted and joe's saying like oh i know a guy i know a guy i know a guy yeah yeah i can do it for oh it'll take you two weeks to get painted i know a guy who can do it for you in an hour you don't even have to get out of the car yeah Yeah. which means you'd be covered in black paint because it's a open top convertible (laughs) yeah right um this is just another layer of annoyance to joe's character yes joe is the type of guy that would have a guy for anything that's a classic joe move yeah um and then they just start discussing things about where, you know, he's over because Marie's over, and they're talking about. Tim mentions that they're picking out an outfit for. The library fundraiser. At long last, uh, the most glorious time of year, <laughs> library fundraiser this season. This is this is the the event that we got blue balls from in season one when Jill was writing the speech for it. Yeah. And uh, we never got to actually see her perform the speech. Yeah. Nor do we in this episode. But no. But we hear it goes really well. We get closer to it. We see the we see the lobby of the Just building a, where it's given. A nice little tease. I feel like the library fundraiser is the Oscars of like Hamtramck <laughs> high society. <laughs> It, th- just, just this is the biggest. Like, is yeah. there like, have they got Joan Rivers doing red carpet coverage of who's <laughs> wearing what, who wore it better? You know, it's just that Michigan has a really, really strict licensing policy about hobnobbing, uh. and you can only do it if you have a certain amount of influence in the poli- political, political. <laughs> that's 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 a tickling orient. There's a tickling joke there somewhere. I'm IKEAizing it. Folks the, the temperature is is inching upward here in the room so so just just bear with us Why for were, yet another week Where was I you were talking about the fact that it's the <laughs> library fundraiser once again. The hobnob. I was on yeah. a hobnob riff. Yeah. Uh, we're past Hob, that hobnob now. Hobnob goblins. Um, um, we go inside to where Jill is actually uh, modeling dresses for Marie. Yeah. Um, she comes down in like a nice, would, would you call that sequins? I would not know. It's sparkly on top, I and then and then it's like got a nice slit up in the skirt. And yeah, I think those are the technical fashion terms. I, I, I think some of them are. <laughs> slit. Uh. Yeah, I think that's the that's right sparkly, one. Sparkly sparkly. is descriptive. I'm what a is, writer. What is sequins? Sequins? I guess they're sparkly, too. I just don't know if it's a different kind of sparkly. Sam is going to be yelling at us via text <laughs> over this. Uh, Look, well, it doesn't just have to be Sam. Anybody can yell at us. Please send us your corrections and omissions anywhere you can find us on the internet. Kara of Tool Time, 10684 <laughs> Detroit Avenue, Detroit. Uh, Jill... Let's just say it. I mean, well, look. No, it's it's again. It's the stated position of Grunt Work Podcast that Patricia Richardson is a total babe. Yeah. But uh, especially in this dress, she looks especially babish. She, yes. Yeah, she, she's, was... she's wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. One, very elegant. One question. Like, there's all this fussing about. Oh, the price tag on the dress. Oh, it's yes. so expensive. How is the dress in your house if you didn't pay for it? This is a very common practice. I I'll, I'll take the reins on this one. Okay, sure, explain to me. Uh, <clears throat> and I've even done it with suits and stuff. You buy it. Then you try it on at home because you don't trust. You know, there's a whole Seinfeld episode where Elaine tries on yeah. the dress and they she it's thinks the, that the mirrors out. are suspect. And then you get people like, oh, it looks so good on you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You get it home and you see it in the real world light and you're like, oh, God, no, I, this is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, very common. I've done it, as I said, I've done it myself with uh, suit jackets and stuff like that where I'll put it on in the store and then I'll get home and go, man, these, the sleeves are super long. There's no yeah. way I can pull this off. uh. And then you take it back before you, like, wear it out. Sure, sure. And some people some people do wear it for a night and then take it back. Ah, uh, yes. I'm, I'm not going to say that I've done that, but... Hey, well, you know what? You know, the big corporations that run the stores that sell the suits, <laughs> they, can, they can take it. You need to get one for yourself on Corporate America's Dime <laughs> Land. you would be proud of that. That doesn't have to be a secret that Brad steals. <laughs> well, it's not, because I've never done it. But, you know, I know it's a pretty common practice, so that's yeah. why she has it at home, okay. I would assume. Okay, okay. That That makes more sense to me. I don't do a lot of fancy dress shopping. Um, so, you know, Jill is super excited about this dress, but she's also a noted cheapskate and she doesn't like, as she says, she's frugal. Yeah. Well, yes. But Tim, this is a weird invert inversion, actually. Like Tim comes in and Maria is is saying, oh, Tim, you know, tell Jill she needs to buy this beautiful dress. And Tim looks at the price on it and goes like, yeah, yeah it's expensive, but, uh, you know, get it. You never get anything for yourself. You deserve it, Jill. Yeah. And, you know, we'll just not feed the kids for a couple months, and we'll save money <laughs> otherwise. Uh, so it's just because I was expecting the trajectory to be Jill wanting to buy it, but then Tim being like, oh, too expensive. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you spend all this money on the hot rod. Cue Joe to come yes. in. He has a guy. Oh, does he, he ever have the a guy? Same dress at half the price, and it's completely on the level, Jill. The, wait, the exact same one? And it's not, not like a knockoff or anything? <laughs> nope, it's on the level. Uh, and then he, you know, she's like, "Oh, well, give me his name. I'll give him. Oh, he'll call you." Yeah, It uh, this... goes on this whole like, "I have to imagine, maybe, maybe Joe knows Bob Sacramento from Seinfeld." <laughs> Kramer's, Kramer's guy for everything. Like all sitcom supporting characters share the same group of friends. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's a very it's a very secretive process to get one of these discount dresses. It's like uh, it's like something out of Heat or something. Like, no, yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll call you. Be in this place at this time. Say the code word. Um, so anyway, she. You know, despite Tim kind of urging her not to she yeah. she instead opts to return the dress and have Joe get her the fifty percent off one, yeah, and she rushes upstairs to take it off, yeah, uh, I don't remember what happens to Joe, but then uh I think he just leaves, yeah, <clears throat> but then Marie approaches tim to say hey did you deliver the photo yet the the photo place said you didn't deliver it and you're supposed to deliver it three weeks ago this photo that's going to be the the mainstay the the big centerpiece of the library fundraiser yeah it's a blown up photo of jill as a surprise yeah, enlarged her. so that everyone can sign it yeah and, uh, and tim's like when was i supposed to do that <laughs> yeah yeah she you know he doesn't remember for several yeah. clues and he's like oh yeah 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 She's and like, they need it by 6 p.m. today. And he's like, oh, that's no problem. And she's like, it's 5 30. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's where we can I just bring it up now Please. this is the grunt issue. By my count, I heard zero grunts in this episode. Whoa. Okay. In in this scene, this is where Tim Tim makes. I lip read three grunts from Tim. Yes. He goes, Oh, that's a problem. And that's I can verify oh, that. Oh, oh. And then when he goes, oh, 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 it's during the process of transitioning from the scene, one that scene to the next, and they have uh, uh, turn. They've already dissolved, the, faded out the sound. Yeah. So you don't hear the grunts, but you definitely see the three grunts that he does as we move into the next scene. So I don't know what we want to do with this. Like, is this going to be another zero grunt episode? Does it count? If well, we hear them. We are the arbiters of this. Uh, we we have to make this decision. We we are the music makers. We are the grunters of grunts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what what do we say? The Well, I mean, I think that if I don't count grunts, if we don't count grunts that are words, because they don't, then does that also mean we don't count grunts? We don't hear, if a grunt falls in the forest (laughs) and no one hears it, is it Uh a grunt? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm almost inclined to say we do count it. So we just don't have so many zero grunt episodes but then that's also mm. not, like, we can't just fudge the rules yeah, based on am circumstance. I, that's no way to run a country. I, I, I'm on board to say yes, but I don't like that reasoning. Yeah. I, but, I mean, I didn't hear him grunt, and, like, just mm. going, is not grunting. If you could see me... <laughs> he, he pantomimed grunting. Yeah. That's really... It's really... It's a Charlie Chaplin-style <laughs> home improvement. Uh, why don't we do this? I'm going to say, let's not count them. Okay. But... If we get enough uh, write-ins, if we get enough say from the people out yeah, in the that's a, listeners that's world, good. if they they sway us in one direction or another, if they support our decision, or if they say no, hey, you know what? A grunt is a grunt, and even if you can't hear it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Then we'll we'll put them back in. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, we we fling the doors open to you, uh, the listeners, and please give us your opinion. Let yes. us know what what should we do because. Frankly, if the like this has to be a grunt count we can all agree on. Yeah. I don't want to be playing fast and loose with this <laughs> because again, I god help me, I will not come back and do the, do this again. So, we have to but get What it if right. we do? No, no, Landon. There's so many other shows. If we re, it, like let's not There's so many other shows to count the grunts in. How many <laughs> grunts are there in Frasier? How many grunts are there in 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 Happy Days? Oh my God, I don't know, but we have to answer that question. That would be that, if we do one for Happy Days, it would be a work. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, too cool for um, school. We <laughs> we transition. It's the next day. Um, Joe's uh, dress guy did not come through. Uh Uh-oh. Shocker. Joe, who seems so competent and above board. Uh, (laughs) Jill is frantically whirling around like a dervish. uh, A a, a berobed dervish. (laughs) Through the house. Yeah, she's she's all made up. She's even got her shoes on, but she's wearing a pink robe because the dress has not arrived. And she is freaking out. Her hair looks great, though. And her hair was perfect. So it was her makeup. Yes. And her shoes. And earrings. Yeah. We like the whole and package, personality, and just her general aura. And the robe looks pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, a robe sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, nothing to make any warmth stick to your body sounds good <laughs> right now. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jill is freaking out. Uh, where, where is Joe's guy? Where is Joe's guy? Yeah. Uh, Al comes over to babysit, and uh, the boys are all super excited to see him. They want to go to uh, see a horror movie, but uh, in... <laughs> blood-sucking vampires from Mars. Ah, yes. And Tim says, "Yeah, I can't see that. I want to see that as a family." <laughs> I'm very tempted to create movie posters oh, for all of the uh, the movies that they've mentioned so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Hammer type horror or like slashery yeah. '80s things. Goosebumps yeah. Theater, Banit Hell yeah yeah blood sucking vampires the nuttiest raccoon which this is the movie that mark wants to see and and jumping ahead a little bit but al says i don't want to disappoint you mark but he's really not that nutty (laughs) oh my god another gem of an al moment uh as they're walking out the door al gets some real range in this episode and some real mvp baller lines absolutely absolutely yeah um i do okay so before we get too far here uh Tim is trying to calm Jill down, uh, saying, like, well, okay, that dress hasn't arrived. Why don't you just go put on that slinky blue one with the low-cut thing? She's like, I don't have a dress like that. And he's like, who was that? Oh, right. Now, according to the IMDb. Oh. Actually, this opened open this up for debate. Between the two of us? Between the two of us. According to the IMDb, this is supposedly a reference to Kiki, Kiki Van... Heinen Shine Law. Yeah, there you go. You get from the overactive it. glance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where Debbie Dunning played Kiki Van Fuster while in Shine Law. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the show has been known for its very obscure references, i.e., Cheryl in the last episode, i.e., Timbo Hat. <laughs> exactly, Hattie even. Yes. Um, do you think that that was a reference to? that episode i mean maybe so just because debbie dunning is back now and maybe they're mm-hmm. winking at the fact that like yeah she's played two different characters on the show okay i you know this is a sort of like they because you i you know the show is not is not below making or above i don't know they're not they're they're the show is willing to do kind of winking references to the meta nature of things like after when jenny sadarsky breaks up with uh with brad and jill is like oh man i just i feel like i don't have any closure on this or something just yeah, like it right. seems so abrupt or something like that yeah but we, i mean we speculated that that was a a goof em up yeah exactly yeah uh i don't know i i, I mean it could be a reference it could not be but uh, it's suspect i mean i don't think it should be I'm imdb trivia yeah there's no way to completely verify it yeah, you know, you find a lot of problems with IMDb trivia. I will admit, but I, tr- I trust you on this because you read so much of it. What are you gonna do? I, I don't. I don't know. I guess vet the trivia better on your website. <laughs> uh, I also do want to point out in this scene, Al walks in, and even his jacket is plaid. I was. I was noticing that. I really was <laughs> impressed. And I. Oh, I forgot to mention a note I had from the very first tool time scene. Uh, plaid, because Tim makes a joke. Um, I'm sorry. Flannel is not a color. Oh, cause he, he makes a joke about putting, uh, Al underneath the thing. Oh, it's like, oh, it's going to come out a flannel color. Well, it's like, it's like one part pasty white, two parts flannel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Flannel, not a color. Plaid is a pattern, not a color. It's a, it's a pattern that can incorporate colors, but. Oh man. Huge, huge burn! Calling them out, <laughs> take you down a notch, writers. <laughs> so if plaid isn't a color, and and if plaid isn't a color, and flannel isn't a color, does that also mean that Neapolitan doesn't count as your favorite flavor of ice cream? Like if someone asks you, oh fuck yeah, oh. that's like saying your favorite album is a greatest hits album. Yeah, yeah, that seems that seems about right. I just you know I feel like that's an important question to ask. Also, anyone that likes Neapolitan ice cream can fly a kite. I mean, I'm not like there's nothing to really dislike there. It's just not as good as other types of ice cream. Ah, uh, uh, what? What's I, I mean? Disagree. Like, what's wrong with combining strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla? Um, strawberry. You're not into strawberry ice cream? <laughs> no. Oh, dude, come on. I'm not into fruit flavored uh, desserts. I mean, okay, and respect, because generally I'm not either. Like, it's not the first choice of ice cream I'd get, but if it's in there with two other flavors that it (laughs) pairs nicely with. Uh, Yeah, I'm not into it. I've never been into it. I dislike it. Uh, I think it should be abolished from the Earth. Whoa. And sent into space. This is intense. uh, (laughs) Deep frozen and then exploded in 2,000 years. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm not sure why we'd wait two millennia to get rid of it. Also this is a lot of like <laughs> infrastructure and investment and lead up to like the, the, you can just you can just not eat strawberry ice cream you don't have to destroy it for everyone else <laughs> I, I have to destroy neapolitan ice cream it, okay but this you can't land in I'm sorry, guys. We thought this was going to be a shorter episode. Landon, you can't destroy Neapolitan ice cream because as long as there's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry ice cream existing individually, people are going to be doing their homebrew Neapolitan. Even if you destroy every carton of factory-built Neapolitan. I am going to create a fascist society in which Neapolitan— Those three flavors can never be combined. Okay, I'm going to say, like, right here, like, I, you know... This is my big brother. Fa- fascism coming to power... Yeah, that's a very possible, probable thing. Fascism coming to power based around the idea of, <laughs> hey, Americans, you can't eat these types of ice cream. That's never going to work. That that Just watch me. Barring Americans from eating certain types of ice cream, I think polls even worse than giving Americans access to affordable health care. I don't think <laughs> anybody wants that. That is the least popular idea. Um but we digress we digress as we so often do uh so we go to the library event yes via a the the previous scene turns into a tiny golf ball which then gets putted into the next scene (laughs) yes and uh the first thing we're met with um this is another piece of imdb trivia but it's right there in the frame uh there's a poster off to the left for oh, yeah. uh, a, a speaker that's coming in, did you happen to catch the name of the guy? Uh, I, I I did. It's someone affiliated with the show. It's Billy Ryback. Yeah, yeah. yeah was yeah. a writer and a producer on the show. Yeah, I think held he produced, over. Yeah, yeah. Produced this episode and uh, oh, clever. So, and there's even a little photo of him. Oh, nice little uh, Hitchcock-style cameo <laughs> for good luck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know Tim, Jill, Marie, and Joe enter the the fundraiser. Uh, they certainly do. They come in. They come in. Jill is wearing a. Black dress that I think looks nice. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look as nice as the other one. Well, it's just not sparkly. Yeah. I it, mean, that, that's the only difference between the two. It's a nice black dress that is just fabric. Yeah, so it's not really that big of a knockdown, but no, it's all, not in the least bit. All the she same, she's fabulous. Very angry at Joe and tells him she's going to kill him. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, and also, apparently, one of the parking guys said, oh, my mother has a dress just like that, which probably also upset Jill. <laughs> yeah, that can't feel good. Nah, probably not. Even though, Jill, you're a mom. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I get it, though. I get it. So, you know, so Jill goes off to fix her face in the bathroom when yeah. Tim says, good idea, and then that's also Ew, stepping in it. Ew. I mean, uh, uh, e- Ugh, tugging on my collar, <laughs> <laughs> like hot steam rising. Steam coming out of the yeah, collar. You yeah, you get what I'm doing. Yeah. You get my bits. I grew up on Looney Tunes. There you go. Um, so then Tim goes into the next room and sees the picture of Jill. Yeah. That is all blown up. Oops. It's not a good picture. It's- he, he and Joe are there. Yes. And, uh, all right. Joe is J- Joe equally, you know, without his filter is like, Oh, that's awful. Yeah, and, and, you know, Joe— Joe's, I think that's a, a quote from the show. That's awful. Uh, <laughs> they were really trying to force a catchphrase on Joe, and it just didn't catch on. Yeah, jo, Joe's, Joe's whole bit is the guy who pops in and goes, that's awful. da 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 But so Joe drops his catchphrase, that's yeah. awful, looking at this. <laughs> but he says that the ups, upside is that now Jill is going to be— Well, he said something like, yeah, Now I'm off the hook. Yeah, now I'm off the hook. Yeah, you're gonna be in trouble. And Tim says, "I'm not in trouble. I'm dead. I'm deader than dead. I'm super dead." Um, he was dead last episode. He played a corpse. I, yeah, true, very true. <laughs> and he was scared he was going to be extra dead when uh, when Rose killed him. <laughs> so so anyway, Jill comes back in, and uh, and then there's a kind of extensive scene of Tim trying to distract Jill and from uh, going into the room. Yeah, and, yeah, which is tough because you have to walk by this horrible looking picture from Jill's driver's license. Yeah. When I saw this picture of Jill, I said, that looks like Roseanne. <laughs> this is how bad the picture is. Yeah. Uh, but so you have to walk past it to get into the hall. So Tim is trying by any means necessary to keep them from seeing it. Yes. Uh, uh, unsuccessfully. Yeah. As is his way. So she sees it, is furious at Tim. Tim goes, I got to go fix my face <laughs> and goes uh, into the bathroom. Yeah. Um, not worth mentioning, but I'm going to mention it anyway. There's a plaque on the wall for the michigan room oh nice just a you notice the background details <laughs> to a creepy extent <laughs> a grunt creepy extent uh maybe we didn't mention actually the grunt creep in this episode at the very beginning when they've got the piece of drywall yeah. the grunt creep is stuck to the drywall and then like al kind of makes a swiping motion with his hand against it and knocks him off he's almost regressing yeah, you know, he well, he's back to sticking to things like he was in Bye Bye Birdie. He lost his limbs, for one thing. They haven't appeared in a while. Because he got squished on Halloween. He got squished, <laughs> yeah. And then this one was like, he wasn't animated, he was just stuck there. He was inanimate. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not even really animated. No. No. He just gets know. knocked off the drywall. Um, I I can't uh, there's think not, of what what this could mean. There's not more to say about it, honestly. It's a pretty <laughs> boring bit. That's why we forgot to talk about it when it first came up. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, they get home afterwards, uh, and Jill is furious at Tim Yeah, she's, like, not speaking. This is, this is one of, this is a pretty mad Jill. Yeah, and Tim's trying to, like, ease the tension a little bit by saying, oh, the, you know, your speech was great. Yeah, everyone loved your speech. Yeah, the roast beef was fantastic. And what was that thing that they served on that sauce? It was so good. Gravy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gets her talking, though. Yeah, true. It gets her saying the word gravy. Um... (laughs) So and you know also congratulations to Jill on completely acing the speech. She didn't even seem nervous about it this time yeah. compared to what it was last well, time. Well, we don't know. We weren't we weren't privy to her speech uh prepping. Okay, fair, fair. Maybe we had nervous. what they were expecting is that we would have to go back and rewatch that episode in order to prep for this episode. Cuz right. that's what happened. It's the, it's the uh yeah, it's the HICU. You know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh so Anyway, Tim uh, trying to excuse him, you know, his behavior, saying like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I I couldn't, I didn't have time to find a better picture because Marie sprung this on me at the last second. And Jill, with this information, just immediately sees through it. It's just (laughs) like, oh, last second, huh? And she just picks up the phone and and Tim's like, yeah, last second. I'd say you probably don't even need to mention it to her because it was such an awful thing. Who are you calling? Time. Oh, oh, you don't need to look at the time. The time is blah, blah, blah. And then, I, hey, Marie, did you – how much time did you give Tim to get the thing? Tim is just a lying sack of shit in this scene. Completely, and he gets off the hook for pretty much – like, she's – her Her anger is primarily that Tim was never listening to yeah. her talk about the library fundraiser. Never – Tim, I, you then didn't take responsibility. You tried to pass the blame onto my best friend. You lied to me. Yeah. Like, the, like the cover-up – is worse than the crime, Nixon style. Absolutely. I do feel like I mean, what is he trying to negate here? I mean, like, you fucked up and it's a parent and you're the only person that could have done it. It it's and like a why, child what is there not to own up to? Yeah, it's seriously a child like who who ate all the cookies? I didn't do it. Well, we're the only two people here and I didn't <laughs> eat them. I didn't do it. Like that's that And it would be him. it would be another thing if it was like his and he's kinda doing it here where he's like trying to break the tension with a little bit of humor or a little bit of like you know forcing normalcy on her Mm -hmm. um but he just doesn't own up to it and then he just completely lies and tries to pin it on marie yeah uh yeah yeah. really bad form from tim in every way yeah uh so anyway she's so mad that she just goes storming off upstairs and tim you know is kind of yelling after her, trying to fix things says something about like like, well, at least no one noticed that shabby dress because of the photo. Oh God! And it's just like what? Oh, come on, man! Yeah, you're not. It's not even like a slip of the tongue. It's just you. You face planting. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not even. It, you have already face planted, and you are just like. Striping your face against the gravel. You're rolling around in the mud and and yelling out your social security number to any potential identity thieves yeah. in the area. The scene ends with him saying, uh, I guess I'll just sleep on the couch. Yeah, yeah, but but making it sound like he's doing her a favor, yeah. which in a sense he probably is. Cut to, he's asleep on the couch. The couch drops in <laughs> right, from that's... upstairs. They're They're doing a thing with transit. I don't think we talk about this as much, but they're doing things now where they'll take part of the scene and drop it into the next scene and then other stuff will fly into it and kind of build it out of like uh collage of, of bits. Yeah. They're kind of building the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. As you just said. So, so the, the uh, couch drops like a sack full of doorknobs right into the scene and like yeah. shoots up dust. Surprised it didn't wake up Tim. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and it shoots up all this dust as the boys and Al run in. Question. Yes. Since the Grunt creep may be dead and he was, what we were saying, the, the Grand Master of the Transitions. Uh, is this now all controlled since the, the transitions are being built? Do you think that Tim has now assumed the role of the Transition Master? I don't think Tim's in control of anything. he <laughs> He's okay. not in control of his own marriage. He, or, or, like, not that a marriage is a thing that a, one person can control, but he's not in control of his people kids. Try. Yeah, people try. Tim tries. Tim tries. Um, so the boys come home. Yeah, with Al. And things... All is not well in <laughs> Aladice. Yes, it's very true. Uh, apparently, at Putt-Putt, uh, Brad beat Al. Uh, With a one got hole a in, hole in one, one yeah. yeah. And Al is irate. Oh, he... This is not the cool, chill, large, and in-charge Al that we're used to. This is the... Angry, vengeful Al—a dimension of his character we really haven't seen before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but Brad is bragging about it, and Al is like, "Oh yeah, just why don't you just tell everyone, champion, champion, <laughs> champion." Uh, it, it's they said they got thrown out of Put putt Panorama. Yes, uh, because of Al, because he made a little girl cry. And do, do you want to say it, or should I Let's say? Go it? for it. She walked in front of the clown's mouth. Someone had to say something. <laughs> Oh my god, I love he, Al so he had, much. Look, look, the Al. This episode probably is like a B minus, and it would have been like a C minus were it not for all of yeah. the baller MVP Al lines. Yeah, Al really, really brings it. Or Richard Karn does. Yeah. Um, but you know, after all this, uh, Al leaves as Jill's coming downstairs, uh, but not before seeing the picture of Jill that uh, <laughs> Tim has left in the kitchen. Yeah, it was like he starts to say, "Wow, that is a." That is a terribly great picture of and then Tim just like pushes him out the door. Yeah. Uh uh smoothly handled, Al. Smoothly handled. <laughs> uh so Jill is you know, comes downstairs and in conversation yeah. with Tim is just saying, like, you know, I'm I'm you know, you've never paid attention to any of the things I was saying about the library fundraiser, I've been talking about it for weeks and you didn't listen. Yeah. Tim insists that he's been paying attention, but then Jill starts saying, like, okay, well, well, what was the fundraiser for? Well, and this is where I want to start to bring this into question. Sure. A couple episodes ago, or even just this, generally this season, Jill has not seemed interested or or want anything to do with this library fundraiser. It seems like she needs to be coaxed into doing it. Yeah, she got roped into it by, yeah, yeah she was talking about this like two episodes ago. So, it. I mean, I guess there's a scenario in which she was coaxed into it. Uh, because of she just couldn't give up her time, but she was still passionate about it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, where she's, you know, this argument still holds water, but to have her really hold Tim over the coals because of, like, not knowing she cared so much about it. Like, it works more for the library fundraiser, which is a volunteer position. It works more mm-hmm. for the library... F- like, when Jill didn't have a job in season one, and when Jill wanting a job and wanting a life outside the home was kind of the, the main bit of her, of her arc, it made sense for her to get all into the library fundraiser, because yeah. that is that outlet for her. Now she has Inside Detroit, although she doesn't talk about it that much, <laughs> yeah. so it seems like this would be less of a thing she gives a shit about. Mm-hmm. And so she, the, this whole thing is like, well, when you talk, or, yeah, when you talk, I listen. And Tim, you know, tries to test her on her knowledge and opens up the garage, turns on the light and says, oh, yeah, well, what kind of engine do I have in the, the thing? And she nails it to the, the T. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to <laughs> recite the the parts of a car right she, now. She nails it to the Model T. Oh. Eh, man. Because eh. I, I know the name of the car. <laughs> Hopefully it's a Model T. Maybe it's a Model A. However, this is where I turn against Jill oh, in this oh, episode. No. Whoever wins, we lose. Um, Because she is holding Tim t- to an unfair degree, I think. Tim has fucked up. Tim is not reprovable to yeah, me in this yeah, episode. Yeah. However, t- uh, Jill's argument doesn't hold water to me. Yeah. Because she's expecting him to remember the minuscule detail of her conversations the way that she does t- for him. And that's just like... People process things differently. People, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, there are some of my experiences I feel dismissed by when mm-hmm. you don't, you know, acknowledge them or when you don't have a continued support for them. But to expect somebody to remember every single thing that you say is completely unfair. Yeah, I, I will say Yes. But I will also say, asking Tim, "What is the library fundraiser for? Like, what are we raising <laughs> sure, funds for?" Yeah. That probably played into her speech. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. It's it's more when she starts reciting the things on his car. Like, look, I remember the exact finite details of your things. Like, yeah. She's she's displaying a standard that she wishes Tim was at. Yeah. And that's just unrealistic. Like, yeah, it's it's good un- for you for remembering all that stuff, but. I mean, it's unrealistic that she would remember, like, the individual names and component sizes of every piece of the hot rod. Like, like Jill can still be listening and attentive, but you don't have to be, like, Rain Man about cars the way yeah, Tim is. You exactly. don't have to memorize all these things. Exactly. Memorizing those things really have no merit over emotional support and, and value. I, I, This is where it's just like... There's a certain like it's an example of setting a standard or an expectation that is completely unrealistic to match in a relationship, and I think it's very toxic. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not on, I'm not on board with it. And it gets worse in the Wilson scene. Oh heavens, yes, <laughs> which is where we go right after this. Yeah, by way of a transition, like a stars <laughs> a and planets. Planet. Yeah, like a like a we see. I, I think it's supposed to be Jupiter. It's like a gas yes. giant goes sweeping through. The the scene, and then there's all these stars swirling around, and then we kind of just fade into Wilson peering through his telescope in the yes. backyard. And I, I get the sense that they're running out of things to give Wilson to do because he has returned to that microscope. Microscope? Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the opposite. Opposite. other way. Opposite. Micro macroscope? Yeah, macro. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, quite a few times in the series so far. Yeah, I and you know I I guess there's really not that much outdoor nighttime stuff that that Wilson can have to be doing. Yeah. Um, feeding owls oh that would be interesting or carving <laughs> owls carving to scare owls. away other birds yeah um so yeah she jill comes out to talk to wilson and you know asks him about his telescope and i got really excited i'm like oh my god it's a jill and wilson scene we a Jillson scene <laughs> scene we don't get to see those very often i know i always like these when we get them and i think this might be the first maybe not uh but i think it might be the first alone solo jill and wilson scene i think so yeah of this season well, definitely of the season, but I know she's talked to him in the past, but I feel like there's one where Tim was there while they were talking. Um, she's talked to him alone. Alone? There, there's, okay. there's two or three times. Oh, I guess times. the burger, the whole burger thing. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a couple times okay. it's happened. Then this is just my faulty memory. Yeah. I mean, I'm old people. Yeah, you just remember every other detail of this show <laughs> 20 years out. Um, so she, she comes out, though, and they're talking about the telescope and Wilson's saying, oh, you know, with a... Strong enough telescope, lady neighbor. They say you can look back in time all the way to the days before primitive man first crawled out of his cave and stood upright. And, and I don't even need to fact check that one to say that's bullshit. That, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't look back in time with a telescope. <laughs> Plus, you can't see primitive man if you're using a telescope to look out into space. So there's a big mirror out there. Right? Oh, got that's, it. Okay. That's, that's part of the but thing. But then wouldn't that... How does how does light work and speed... I mean, would... would Reflecting off a mirror slow down the speed or like delay the speed at which you're seeing things? Bro, bro I can't multiply fractions. You're you're <laughs> not asking the right guy. Um Bill deGrasse Tyson. Write in and let us know. I I, I know you're dying to correct people <laughs> who are even marginally wrong about science stuff. Um but so you know he he says you can go back and see you know primitive man in his neanderthal state and jill goes "Oh, if you come over to my place you can see that without a telescope and uh and that but then i really like this exchange because then he says ah trouble trouble in the taylor galaxy and she says just the big dipper (laughs) that was that was a fun line yeah. yeah um but, yeah, so then they're just out there, and she just kind of laments that, that, you know, when she married Tim, she thought he had a lot of potential, but... Potential for sensitivity. Potential yeah. for sensitivity, but he still hasn't made it to potential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, this is where it gets worse for me. It's this yeah. idea of, and we've even talked about it and broke it open on this show in the past, yeah. where uh, this idea about changing a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get that this is a 90s show, and the mentality was a little bit different then, where you had to, like... Break a man just like a a steed, you know, like you're breaking your Mustang. Yeah. Uh, not the car, the horse. Yeah. Um, But it's just like – it's, it's always rubbed me the wrong way. This idea of I'm going to change you. – you don't know how to take care of yourself and your life and be civil. I'm yeah. going to change you into a, a functioning member of society or whatever the fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm going to create you in my – image of perfection. I'm I, Regardless of what you want, I'm going to make you the thing that I want. Yeah, exactly. As yeah. opposed to appreciating the differences between each other and loving blah, blah, blah. All y- that sentimental bullshit. Yeah. And and so she's saying, just like, I don't think Tim's ever going to change. And Wilson says, oh, well, I've, I've noticed him change over these 15 years. At first I had to remind him it was your birthday and now I just have to remind him to get you a gift. <laughs> like, I was pissed about this from the opposite side of things. Though. Okay. I, like... Jill wanting to change Tim, okay, I yeah, I guess that's not cool. For me, I'm pissed off with Wilson basically saying to Jill and, like, quoting Chinese logic and stuff to say, like, your husband doesn't really respect you or treat you particularly well all the time. Deal with it. Don't expect more. <laughs> this is natural. You'll just be unhappy. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, it, you know, yeah, I think trying to change someone is one thing. And trying to make someone a different person is one thing, and yes, you knew who you married, but at the same time, the stuff she's asking Tim to change is like, pay attention to what I'm saying. Don't wait three weeks to get the picture there for for me. Like, you know. But that doesn't, the, the two don't negate each other. I mean, like, you can appreciate someone for who they are and express your needs to them and hope that... It gets through to them. You don't need to change the very core of that person in order to morph them into your will. Yeah, I guess I think I think what Jill's greater point is is that this is that this being inconsiderate is kind of hardwired into who Tim is. Yeah, and that it can't really change. Get a or, divorce. Or, yeah, well, I, <laughs> again, and marry Al. There you go. Who is everything you want? but except a put putt partner oh god well even though maybe she's super competitive you know oh yeah there you go but but then wilson says perhaps the most depressing line tim will eventually become the man you want him to be Ugh. and and she and she says yeah but by then i'll be 101 and even if he listens to me he's not gonna know who i am <laughs> which i like uh yeah but it's a very depressing way to end the scene i, I know seriously <laughs> it's like oh well okay gonna spend another half century you know unhappy oh yeah yeah um <laughs> but that takes us to uh, a tool time scene where they are doing, I don't know if it's a salute or just a, a corner, um, dedicated to picture frames. Yeah. Uh, apt for Tim having done a picture of Jill. Yeah. Um, they. <laughs> Al is ready to work on his little miter box to create a frame he's going to... Um, saw uh some wood to literally make a frame from hand yeah which is pretty impressive i i know that's a te- you know another classic al move yeah. even if he even if he got bested at mini golf he is still in his <laughs> in his zone with the miter box uh and you know al also says a good frame can accentuate the beauty of any subject and then tim goes of course there's exceptions to any rule and he holds up a frame over al's face yeah which is you know I think Al's good looking though, so yeah, I don't I'm necessarily, necessarily with that. Uh, and you know what? I forgot to mention it last episode, but it, it carries over into this episode, so it's applicable. Um Richard Carn, or or the character of Al, I don't know, got a little uh I wouldn't say a styling. It was definitely like a cut, a trim, or whatever to his hair. It looks yeah. Very coiffed, very, very in place. He's got g he's got a good hairdo. Yeah. I like I like his I like his look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh his beard also is. I mean, his beard is always on point, but I think the, <laughs> yes. I think what's up top gets less gets less uh, appreciation. Yeah. Uh. So. Oh, we also Tim when he is introducing the frame subject, uh, does a very poor uh, three card oh, joke I, where he has the yeah. the pictures on the the cue cards like, uh, you can frame a a house, you can frame a some glasses, and you can frame a your co host, and, and it's- then it's Al behind bars. <sighs> <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so then this this whole tool time scene kind of plays out of uh, Tim while Al is making the the frame on his miter box. Tim steps aside to talk to the camera. Yeah, let's get let's get real, folks. Yeah, but he doesn't actually get around to it. They they like getting a little fuss. He he pulls up the cue cards and says, "Sometimes, uh, you know, well, it's it's like." He's talking about, like, how to – it's just basically how to show your woman that you love her yeah. or something. Well, he's got a picture of himself, and then he's got a picture of, like <laughs> – A cartoon caricature wife. <laughs> with, like, a, with a – with chock full with a, a – Rolling pin. Rolling pin just kind of screaming at – it's not great, and it's like yeah. him. He's got them. His face sandwiched between them. And he's looking back and forth between them, and starting to make some point about how to be good to your wife. And then aptly, uh, it transitions into the Taylor home where Jill is watching the episode, and she goes, "I don't. I think you're trying to make a point. I don't get it." And, and also, I was like, "Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking too." And also on TV, <laughs> Al is holding up the Tool Time address yeah. sign, which was a. <laughs> I thought there was a great use of that. Yeah, yeah. He's not even saying the bit. Ba- yeah. I mean, I think it's clever overall that they show Tim starting to address it, but then they're like, okay, we've done this bit enough. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to, we'll just cut to them seeing it. Yeah. Um. But so, Jill, Jill is not sure how, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't know what you mean by this, but then Tim comes in with a new blown up picture of her, an actual yeah. nice one, yeah. probably one of the promotional images that is on the DVDs. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But so he's gotten it blown up and then he went around and got everybody to sign this one. Yes. As well. uh, Which... And for Jill, this is like, oh my god, this is amazing, totally absolved for ruining this huge important night in my life. But then she asks the question that immediately hit my head the very first time we even see the bad photo at the beginning, which was, it's so big, what are we going to do with it? (laughs) Because it is like, okay, great, you have this big thing that everyone signed. You know, like I don't know. At your graduation party, did you have like a poster board where people signed shit when you when they walked in? I'm not even sure we had a graduation party. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean it was like ugh, graduated from high school. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, we no, I've never had a, like a big blown up photo. My family generally doesn't go in for photos of family. Well, I, I mean, I had one. It wasn't a photo. It was just a poster board that people yeah. would sign as they walked in. Yeah, it's so, like I I held that behind my bookcase in my bedroom for years. And then I was just like, when I moved out, I'm like, what, what, what am I gonna do with a poster board of signatures? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what does it really mean? Yeah, like, okay, people autographed my face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the worst possible, like. It's like someone gives you a glossy headshot that's autographed but it's not their name <laughs> autographed right. on it. Look, okay, here here's what you really do. This is my my real world advice for people who can't get rid of shit. Yeah. Uh especially like old uh homework or you know, you know, people hoard all that stuff oh, from childhood. Sure. Here's what you do. Yeah. We live in a day of infinite storage space for photos. Yes. You find what you want, old artwork, old whatever, you take a photo of it. Uh, it, take many photos of it. Close-ups. Close-ups, whatever. Get different lighting. You'll have the photos. You could always look and relive and, and examine... Whatever it is you think you're getting out of looking at your old stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can burn it, throw it away, do whatever. But it's out of your life, and now you have a digital version of it that you can still revisit. And you can, you can just, and I'm sure you're going to go back and revisit those digital pictures of your ninth-grade homework. <laughs> you won't, but months. it'll give you that, that, that mental security that keeping it in your closet and annoying your significant other was giving you. It lives on it's a sequel to it follows no a much less scary sequel it's just if you go to a specific place that's where it is it's just your high school yearbook that follows you around wherever oh. you go oh god that's that's actually way scarier like none of those none of those four years were really good photos and and most of those yearbooks were pretty shitty too oh, just man. in general uh so yes yeah, so he's had everyone sign the picture yeah and then he tells jill he's going to make her dinner as well uh, of course, it's the one thing that Jill mentioned to Wilson is that Tim, Tim doesn't shoot peas out of his nose as often as he used to. <laughs> right. But then Tim says, I'm going to make you a steak and some potatoes and I got those little peas so I can shoot them really far out of my nose. <laughs> yeah. And Jill face plants and then a pea hits the screen and knocks it away. <laughs> oh this takes us into the stinger which is my favorite part of this episode yeah this is really good um tim has constructed a just a single hole of mini putt-putt so mm-hmm. that brad and al can have a uh, a face-off a, yeah. a rematch if you will yeah um and we finally get to see al adamantly into a sport oh yeah he's he is big into it and very pa- <laughs> like he's he's trash-talking brad before they even shoot also, I should I should point out that uh, Tim has to add to the clownish mini golf aspect of it. He's put Jill's yes. bad picture up there that you have to shoot underneath. Right, yeah. The, instead of the clown or the windmill, it's yeah. the giant bad photo of Jill. Oh man, it was kind of I, I honestly like this uh this this gag, this sight gag. The, everything about this I really enjoyed. This was a fun little bit. This yeah. is this is what you know they do these bits for. <laughs> so Brad puts first and he gets up and over and gets yep. a hole in one. Gets a hole in one. Very impressive. And then it's Al's turn and he's. He's so <laughs> – I can't even get through it without he's, 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 he's like trying – yeah, like Tim keeps like doing fake golf commentary into yeah. Al's ear and Al keeps getting ruffled by it and glaring at him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it together so I can deliver this line. Yeah, yeah. Brad gets his hole in one and he goes, can I leave now? Al and Richard Carn deliver – it's it's the delivery that does it for me. Yeah, He goes, the game is not over. <laughs> and he just kind of <laughs> holds it. He's so, like, he does such good work with his hands. He's always doing, like, good gestures. <laughs> Just, like, he, there's volume spoken in what he doesn't finish with that line. The game is not over. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to belabor it. Two but Two snaps in a circle. Really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, until uh, the, the end of it's not super funny. But um, Al hits his ball. It goes around the thing. It's about to get a hole-in-one. Tim pulls out a remote control, hits a button. Guess what? The hole closes. The hole closes, just like in a Looney Tunes gag, and another yeah. one opens and Al misses his shot. And then and then Wilson pops over the fence and goes, Hey everybody, we're all gonna get laid! And everyone goes, Yeah! <laughs> and then, wouldn't you know it, Mark pops up out of a hole and starts just dancing to Kenny Loggins. <laughs> and then Bill Murray blows them all to bits. And that's our episode. What do you think? She put the kids in the middle. <laughs> yowie yowie! Um, Literally, that hurt them. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. The whole course is destroyed. <laughs> uh, and it's funny that at the beginning of this episode, I... Stated that I don't use the word literally very often, and I used it about three times in this episode. You are you are the Chris Traeger of this podcast. <laughs> uh yeah, and that is pretty much that. Yeah, we get some flubs on tool time for our outtakes. I don't even remember the flubs. That's uh, how I forget I I mean, Richard Karn was flubbing his lines. So, uh oh yeah, which is you know it's charming, but you know we it. it they're not giving us anything new with the outtakes either. It's like yeah. the same. It's always tool time, and it's always Tim or Al flubbing their lines. Yeah, show me something I haven't seen a million times. <laughs> you say that, and the next episode they're gonna give us a insane psychedelic transition, and then you're gonna eat your words. I'm, and that might be the transition is like my face coming up and words being <laughs> shoved into it. I mean, I'll, after the Ghoulie transitions last last episode, I yeah. I, I mean I'm ready for anything. <laughs> It's funny that I used to be upset by the transitions. Now they just wash over me like, <laughs> like the warm surf on the beach. Hmm, okay. Uh, but we have another question uh, for us to answer this week. Yes. Guess what? This one is not home improvement related. Oh, that's great. But goddamn, we're going to try, or at least I'm going to try to make it home improvement related. Okay, I will I will do the same. I will do the same. <laughs> um, this one comes from Infinite Whovian. Ah, yes. Uh, who you can find at Dr. Who Fan 19. Okay they say because i don't know if it's a, a boy or girl um good, good. way to be or a life man life. or a woman or anything in between or just yes, go with exactly. it exactly uh the question is what is your view on a a word that i have a hard time pronouncing s- sriracha s- s- sir i well, i call it sriracha sriracha i've been corrected so many times in both directions on this word i it's bad it's it's yeah. hard i'm the it's same way like worcestershire sauce uh, worcestershire I, or or chilaques or chilaquiles. the chilaquiles, yeah is that what it is I think so how, no matter how I pronounce it the waiter laughs at me and even when it's not like a Latino waiter just any <laughs> any waiter uh, that's not even what we're talking about sriracha yeah yeah what I mean what what is your view on s- sriracha uh my well my view on sir- sriracha is that uh, <laughs> I mean I go through a big bottle of it probably every six weeks I yeah. I don't. Um, I enjoy, I really like cooking and yet at the same time, I don't do a lot of it because I don't have a lot of time. So by and large, like my most frequent meal as anyone who's lived with me will attest is I have this rice cooker that I've had since my freshman year (laughs) of college and I will do up a bunch of brown rice and either some broccoli or some cauliflower and some Trader Joe's falafel in there. And to just kind of give the whole thing flavor, I'll just squirt sriracha on it because I love I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it's delicious. It's, it's a, really just a delivery system. It's just a bunch of bland food to deliver the taste of sriracha sh- sh- to you. The, the sriracha is really just the only thing making the food even remotely flavorful at all. <laughs> like, at this point, it's not even that I necessarily like sriracha. It's just yeah. like, well, I eat this boring food that's easy to make, so <laughs> what else am I going to do? That's fair. My sriracha thing that I don't do this as much anymore in yeah. my in my youth, in my a uh, uh, couple of years ago, I would take... Two pieces of bread, I would put peanut butter on each of them, and then I would drizzle sriracha onto mm. the peanut butter bread. That sounds disgusting, and every roommate who's seen me do it looks at me like I'm a freak. It tastes kind of like shitty poor man's pad thai. Um, well, I will give my... Well, okay, I'm going to say I'm not going to admonish you for your weird pad thai sandwich. <laughs> it's not a sandwich, bro. It's open face. Okay. It's open oh, face. it's open face. Okay. Um By saying that uh, I used to – this, again, sounds disgusting, but there's something to it. I used to dip chocolate chip cookies in salsa. I don't know about that. (laughs) We (laughs) We broke Truman. I'm just thinking about it. The face you're making is what I would imagine your roommates (laughs) made at you when you were making your sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know about that. I mean – I guess, I mean, cl- clearly you're not crazy, so I guess it must be good. <laughs> no, but I was also very, very obese. I mean... So, it's I'm not going to recommend people try it, but the flavor combo is, uh, you know, it, it, you've got the tangy with the sweet, a little spicy. They play off each other very nicely. I would try it. I just wouldn't want to waste a single chocolate chip cookie in case <laughs> it sucks. Like, cookies Fair. are such a valuable thing. Um, Well, let me, let me go into my view on sriracha. Yeah, go for and it. And then, uh, we'll ham into home improvement and yeah. be on our way. Yeah. My view on sriracha is that I had an unhealthy obsession with it. Uh-oh. I like you. I, so I would go through like one of the big bottles yeah, yeah. at least once every four weeks. Damn. I would put it on virtually everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like make a good dinner and then ruin it <laughs> by putting this on it. Uh, and over time, like I've, you know, I'm getting a little bit older now. I just had a birthday. I'm, you know, nearing late thirties, uh, which, you know, time is a flat circle. Everyone is old and young at the same time. Blah blah blah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, that that sounds about <laughs> right. Just gloss over still, that. Uh, yada yada yada. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to make healthier life choices, and then sure. I realize how much sugar is in it. Oh, there's a lot of sugar in it. I mean, it's mostly sugar. Oh, goddamn it, man! <laughs> I eat a lot of this stuff. Um, so I've made the the choice, and it wasn't an easy one to migrate away from it. Uh, and I I love Trader Joe's, and I'm not going to badmouth them. Their version of sriracha sucks. It's I, fucking awful. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. However, um, I did move to their green version, their dragon sauce, Ooh. Uh, which is mostly like jalapeno puree and uh, a few other vinegars and, you know, whatever. Less sugar. I mean, yeah. there's still some sugar in it, but not it's not like the main ingredient. Uh, and I use that now. Mm-hmm. It's not as satisfying, but I know that it's not going to kill me as fast. And I use it less than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that more, that so, a little more right sparingly. You. That exactly. you, know, you're, you might be saving my life tonight because I don't, I don't even know if I eat sriracha because I like it anymore or just because <laughs> it's habit. So knowing how much sugar is in it, maybe I'll cut down my my consumption. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, hey, I saved a life. <laughs> Uh, are, can you can, can you tie it back to Home Improvement? I no. certainly can, because I would say if uh, Home Improvement were on the air in 2018, mm-hmm. a key ingredient to Tim's rootin' tootin' chili would be sriracha sauce. That would be that is a fair point. It probably would be. <laughs> I my my way I tie it back is that sriracha gives the bland food I eat more power. Oh, there I, you go. Yeah, absolutely. And, I completely agree with that. And in true Tim fashion, it hurts you as you eat it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It fits uh fits the mold. Well, then let's end this episode because it's getting uh it's getting a little long, long winded, long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Um do you have anything else you want to add before we move on? Uh how about Oh, we went through the grunt count. Yeah, we went through the grunt count. It's a soft three, but maybe not. Let's let the listeners weigh in. Okay. Uh, Then I will say, just a a reminder, I'm not going to be as long-winded about it, about the podcast awards. You can vote for us, uh, vote to nominate us for the podcast awards uh, now through the end of July. Um, I think that might go further than that, but uh, go to podcastawards.com, sign up, choose us from the TV and film and People's Choice categories, submit your nominations. It takes less than a minute Um, Time yourself. And then uh, post about it on social media with the hashtag uh, PCA18, um, obviously at Pod and just tell people you voted for us. It probably takes less than a minute to post about it on social media, too. So total time commitment here you're looking at is less than two minutes. Yes. So you pop a Hot Pocket in the microwave, you go back to your computer, you can have all of this done before it goes ding do people see do they still make hot pockets they still make them i ate one at my girlfriend's house a couple weeks ago i'm not proud of it it wasn't great but it was nourishment okay she wasn't there at the time she had one in the freezer and i was like well here we go well that's on both of your heads because she bought it and you ate it yeah i know i mean i think she bought it because she knew that her slob boyfriend oh, would be got it. okay that, that was that it. makes sense it was yeah. boyfriend bait that uh well uh you can find uh the show notes for this episode on our website which is (laughs) www.gruntworkpodcast.com uh you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter there which is the way the only way not the only way if you have a podcatcher and you're already subscribed to us that's a way but this is another way to get notified when a new episode is released you know when there's a will there's a way that's that's all i've got (laughs) um oh did i throw off your groove yeah, I'm a little sorry. bit so no, i love it though uh and if you enjoy the show please share it uh you know mention us on social media uh really want to push the itunes ratings and reviews uh five stars five stars four stars three stars two stars one stars are your options <laughs> five stars are the preferred option it costs you nothing <laughs> um uh and if you're ambitious, leave us a rating. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean a I review. Mean, a review. Yeah. Write a thing. Yeah. The bare minimum you should do is leave a rating. It's getting hot in here, buddy. I know, man. Let's not take <laughs> off all our clothes. Uh, and if you need extra incentive to, to rate, to review, or to share us, remember that every time you rate and review our show, we'll get you a better show for 50% off, Ooh. and it's totally above board. You know a guy. Yeah. We know a podcast guy, but he calls you. (laughs) Um, You can also follow us on all of those uh, aforementioned social media places, which is at GruntWorkPod. And with that, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And if the label says Binford, it must be GruntWork. Ah! Good. (laughs) Don't Don't end on that. No, 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 no.